0: Welcome sports fans to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen,
1: here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. And we are coming to you live from just down the street from the Irwin Center, the last University of Texas men's basketball game ever. And they are playing the Baylor Bears tonight. You'll hear some music in the background because I have uh, set up shop at the famous Shoals Beer Garden, a very famous place in um, Austin and for many many years it was uh, uh, famous for all the coaches and everybody all the people who would descend upon Austin for the uh, uh, boys basketball tournament and the girls basketball tournament uh, also we used to, uh, we of course were way too bad just to be coming over to an establishment like this but uh with my uh father and uh, also uh did that uh, we we would come to the boys basketball tournament and it was one of the great things and I covered early in my career the uh the my uh writing career I should add I covered the Mansfield Lady Tigers when they won back to back to back state titles and the girls state championships held right here in Austin so I just decided if we're going to shut down the Irwin Center tonight, it's a very storied place. I think a lot of people are excited about their new, uh, you know, their new facility coming in. But it is, we got to pay homage to the great old Irwin Center. And just to set the scene for you, Aaron Sexton alongside, as always, Aaron, I'm, uh, if I go, I'm, I'm on the 17th Street exit of Shoals. It's a... Uh, And I've got myself a, uh, I went ahead and grabbed a uh, bratwurst, okay, and some (laughs) chips. Right. And so it's a, a, you know, it's that kind of place. It's a German place. And so it felt like the place I needed to do that. So I'm all fixed up. I got the, the spicy mustard. But as you, if you walk out onto 17th Street here in Austin and you look to your right, there you just walk straight up to it is the drum as it's been known over the years also of course the frank Irwin center and it's hosted so many things uh and it'll be exciting you know for the new venue and all of that but this has been a famous old structure lots of great uh, concerts over the years austin being known of course for its great uh, Country music, rock music, every kind of music you, known to man, folk, whatever you want to bring up, Austin has it, and so a lot of these great concerts have happened right here at the uh, at the Irwin Center. So, uh, Aaron, this is a this is an exciting night, and it's big for the Bears. Bears are right here in the middle of a uh, trying to at least get a share of the Big Twelve basketball title. So, after a huge win over Kansas the other day, and wasn't that fun? I mean, wasn't that amazing, the comeback there? We'll talk about that more as the day unfolds, but uh, Bears have to turn around and play in Austin tonight, and the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, is on the scene to bring it all to you. So you will hear some music in the background, but that's all part of it. We're having fun out here, and in fact, Aaron, I saw from afar... The uh, some of our friends from the office of Baylor alumni, uh, Doug Furch and Paul, they uh, they were they're apparently on the scene and, and maybe stopping by. Uh, I don't know if they're hosting an event or what, or maybe just you know having a little pregame activities. But I saw them from afar, and uh, and so hopefully they've uh, they'll show up out here in the beer garden we call it. My mom will be very upset with me calling it that, but it's kind of what it is. It's just a big, nice, open air. Uh, place—it's a place where you can get some, some great uh, bratwurst—and so very excited about uh, about that. Now, big show planned. Um, Derek Smith, the uh, voice of the uh, uh, the Baylor's uh, women's basketball, is going to join us at 4:20, and then at 5:20 we have Fran Fraschilla, who will of course be doing the big Monday call. And Fran uh, is all over this game and and, uh, be very exciting to catch up with Fran Fraschilla. We always appreciate him making time for us, especially on such a busy, busy day. And then after the show, I'll make my way right up the street and I will uh, be attending Baylor versus Texas. Been a lot of great games here over the years. One where Willie Sublett hit a big shot uh, to, to help the Bears win. I was in college. I was an undergrad at Baylor. And we were keeping up with it, and the Bears uh, sublet. It was a huge, huge shot, huge, huge deal for the Bears. I think that would have been Gene Iba's team. Eh, yeah, it would have to be Iba and Willie Sublet. We used to have the Willie Fallometer, but Willie was a great player, a great. Uh, he fouled out a lot, but he was also a tremendous athlete. And in fact, uh, he hit a about an 18-footer to win that game, circa 1990. 1990- three, okay, and uh, I'm just trying to think where I would have been. I was over at uh, Ridgecrest Apartments probably uh, hanging out with a bunch of Fijis, and we were listening to the game, and our our fraternity brother David Hamilton was on that team, and so we were very excited for Baylor to get that win. Also, our young fraternity brother John Perkins was on that team. A lot of Fijis. uh, Aaron, as you might have guessed, the Fijis were big-time athletes. (laughs) Does that... I don't know if you believe you're buying that or not, but we did have plenty of guys, my fraternity brothers, that did uh, that did play for Baylor in football or basketball. So that was always kind of fun to have buddies on the team. Now, Aaron, um, you and I were talking earlier with uh, Brian Reeder, who does a lot here at the station, is one of our uh, leading sort of producers and all those things that he does uh, about like concerts. I think he had taken his kids to the circus in the past when he lived in Bastrop um aaron what are your uh, what's your biggest memory of the frank irwin center
2: my biggest memory i've only been there twice both times for concerts one was queensrike and suicidal tendencies <laughs> and the other was poison and warrant which is peak hair band it was an absolutely awesome concert and that would be my best memory at the frank irwin center being poison and warrant in concert
1: Can you, can you like, I know you do this beforehand, but can we get some warrant or some poison later in the program today? Sure. I'd like to hear a little bit of that. Um, Now, tell me a little bit more. What do you remember, like you were a young man, you were in your 20s. I know that. Do you remember, would there, would there have been some perhaps dope, as we used to call it back in the day, marijuana? Some of that happens in, in Austin. It seems to happen, uh, you know, on a pretty regular basis around here.
2: Right. Been, Do you remember
1: smelling some of that, or was that not a? Did it did it not make its way into the Irwin Center that night?
2: I've been to places where it looked like there was a cloud covering. There was so much, <laughs> in, you know. There's certain concerts that one you could smell it. There were certain spots, but it wasn't overwhelming. You know, there was people certainly doing it in there at different places, but it was pretty sparse. I think. Um, which is surprising for a rock concert, but uh, I think it's more the venue. Like, uh, you go to outdoor arenas, which, you know, the one in, it's been called, uh, I don't even know what it's called now. used to be the Starplex Amphitheater, and it's been about 20 different names. I've been to a few concerts there where the the smoke got pretty thick, but not at the Urban Center.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Like Jexa, and it may be like the Doseckis.
2: Yes, it used to be the Toyota it, or something. Uh-huh, I, mm-hmm. but I think you're right. I think it's the Doseckis now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my daughter, I didn't know what to think of it. My wife went as one of the so called chaperones for the evening. But they recently, um, you know, her first concert was, of course, like an Amy Grant slash, oh, I can't remember the other person, Nicole somebody somebody in her that likes that knows christian music even better than i do might remember nicole somebody's last name but that i think that was my daughter's maybe first concert but then the other she did go to that place you're talking about for a pit bull concert and i think iggy azalea opened and i was like what are we doing are we ready for this this seems seems a little much for uh for age 14 but um yeah, she's um uh, she's she's off and running and uh in in fact uh, at night we were just having a fun conversation about something and maybe some music came on I can't remember what made her think of it and she, and she this was like maybe just last night two nights ago or something she said something to the effect of that that concert was the one of the best nights of my life <laughs> and I thought oh my gosh have we not given her enough in life? I, mean, I was, was going to say, no, uh, that was probably
2: a great experience for her. You know, I'm not huge yeah. fans of either one. I like both of them, but I was like at her age. I can see that being uh-huh. like, a really, really great time and a great experience.
1: <laughs> one of the greatest moments of her, nights of her life, apparently, is what the way she <laughs> phrased it. But, uh, well, we are coming to you from Shoals. Uh, that that is uh, Aaron. That's S C H O L C, I believe. And uh, they were kind enough. I called in advance and uh, just said, "Hey, I want to do a, uh, I want to do uh, uh my show from uh, from the beer garden." And uh, and, and the uh, the GM was uh, just incredibly kind. And and Christina said, "Yeah, yeah, just give us till they open at 4. She said, "Give us till three thirty. Show up and we'll." We'll, we'll get you a good spot and, and take care of you. And Christina's over there now. She's got her Chuck Taylors on, and she's getting ready for a huge crowd to pour into here as uh, they get ready for the final dance at the Irwin Center. And uh, Aaron is only, you know, Austin is so funny because I'm seeing already uh, lots of tattoos at, like, one table. And then you go over to the next table, and there's a gentleman Having a having a uh, an early afternoon or a late afternoon bruski and reading the paper, reading the Austin American Statesman, and he's very heavy, he's not tattooed, he's he's just a dude just out reading the newspaper, and and he and I have that in common because as you might imagine, Aaron and I have newspapers spread all over the table as we speak. So, <laughs> I'm having a we're having it we're having a big time here at Schultz's. And that's Schultz, beer garden, uh, and uh, German. Got some great German food as we're getting ready for tonight. Now, we got to get you ready for Baylor women's basketball. Uh, if you want to listen to the, the, uh, the Baylor women tonight, they're going to be on 104.9. The pregame show starts at 5.30. And none other than Derek Smith, live from Ames, Iowa, is joining us next
3: This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. An upper-level system will give us partly cloudy skies this evening with increasing clouds overnight and lows dropping to 33 degrees. Tomorrow, look for a mix of sun and clouds. Again, that means more clouds than sunshine. Highs top out at 71 and mostly sunny. Warm on Wednesday with a high of 75. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather.
4: 54th District Judge Susan Kelly here. Over a year ago, I survived a rigorous application process in which I competed against other serious qualified candidates. After a thorough vetting, Governor Greg Abbott appointed me to the 54th and now endorses me because I apply the rule of law and deliver justice for all. A conservative Republican, I have managed and moved the docket this past year ensuring that every accused receives justice and if convicted, receives swift and proper punishment. Early voting has started. Please vote and keep Judge Kelly. Political ad paid for by Susan Kelly for a Clinton County Judge Campaign.
7: How are you feeling today? More than an empty question. It's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need. Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension Providence, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety in our care. Ask about virtual visits. The ER at Ascension Providence Hospital is open 24-7. Get the care you need at GetProvidenceCare.com.
8: Now is the time to start thinking about that spring break trip and servicing your vehicle at Kish's Complete Car Care Center. Whether your travels take you to the mountains where it's cold or the beach where it's warm, they have you covered. With their complimentary digital inspection, they are going to make sure your car is roadworthy. Have you been kished? Getting kished means keep individuals safe honestly. At Kish's Complete Car Care Center, where your troubles are their business, dedicated to serving you since 1998, they are local and they are honest and dependable.
6: 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco.
1: Tax season brings a lot of uncertainty for everyone, but especially for investors. I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. We can help you
11: navigate the complexities of tax laws and build a financial portfolio that withstands change no matter what the season.
4: Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC.
6: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
12: I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. There's a quick turnaround for both the Baylor men and women, both back in action tonight after big wins on Saturday in the Farrell Center. The men are in Austin facing Texas. Tip is at 8 o'clock, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. And the women are in Iowa State for a share of the Big 12 Conference Championship, and you can hear that game on 104.9. Tip is at 6 o'clock. Dallas Mavericks get the win last night over Golden State 107-101. to Luka Doncic led the way for the Mavs with 34 points. Bader Baseball split the doubleheader with number 23 Duke yesterday and win the series with the Blue Devils. UMHB Basketball wins their conference tournament over the weekend. For the crew, it's the first conference title since 2010. The crew gets the automatic bid for the NCAA Division III tournament.
6: SportsCenter, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
13: Does a good job breaking their press. Outlet it underneath the basket, and Melissa lays it in. Great job by the Bears, knowing Kansas was going to try to foul. They kept passing it up court, holding them at bay. Melissa a new career high. She has 33 points in this one. Kansas misses a three, and this is going to do it.
1: There he is, Derek Smith, voice of Baylor women's basketball, baseball, all of it. Uh, and he is joining us now from Ames, Derek. If you hear some tunes, heard some Beastie Boys earlier, which made me happy. Um, I am at Shoals, Well, we kind of call it Scholz's. Scholz's Beer Garden uh, in in uh, uh, right on the edge of the University of Texas campus. Oh, I got you. Yeah, cover I know that is. Bears. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, in fact, I, I I shouldn't call them out like this, but I looked up and. I, from a distance, saw, I haven't run into them yet here, so maybe they're inside. I was getting ready to start the show, and there's Doug Furch and Paul from the Office of Butler Alumni that showed up on the scene. So, knowing them, they've got some kind of, (laughs)
0: that's
1: right, uh, we're sort of used to this happening, but now you are in Ames, uh, in Ames, Iowa, I hope the weather's not too crazy but uh, you're not that far away from calling this thing 5:30 on the pregame appreciate you being with us and of course uh, that'll be on 104.9 here in uh, Central Texas 104.9 FM you'll hear uh, Derek and Sophia on the call uh, it, there's a there's a lot riding on this one Derek and of course the uh, the, the Baylor women can uh, secure a, a, a tie for the conference uh, championship with a win tonight derek i think back only about a month and a half or two months ago that 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 was hard to envision after the start to conference so this is uh it's pretty amazing that we're here now
13: it it is and it, it what's great to see is that they didn't let the tough start uh become a defining moment in the season that what they did was they you know they got healthy after covid and it really seemed like that time allowed them to refocus just a little bit looking back But what's been especially encouraging even beyond the wins is to see the way they've grown as a team, grown in the way they've learned how to uh, operate Coach Nick's system, learn to uh, implement game plans. And, of course, that stuff goes hand-in-hand with winning, which they've done with regularity, 13 the last 14. And, you know, it's neat to see that it's really been a very steady, methodical climb to the top that I hope continues to pay dividends tonight and on into March.
1: Yeah, I I think you're right, and and um, you know this has been a really interesting year because the there used to seemingly be uh, you know the the bears would run over a lot of folks, and it just seems like this was the year a lot of teams turned the corner. Obviously, TCU's record does not reflect that. Uh, A couple of other teams that maybe don't reflect that, but you had teams even with new coaches. Who and so I, I think I find this one of a fascinating matchup because Nikki Collin, Baylor's new coach, has a longtime friendship and, and relationship with this Iowa State coach. And uh, and I, I think I think that first win meant a lot to her and and, and, and you know Uh, It's her first time as a head coach in college basketball. Uh, This will be an interesting environment. Are you getting any sense, Derek, as far as, like, we've seen some great crowds recently in women's basketball. What are you kind of expecting this evening there in Ames? Well, I think
13: we're expecting at least 10,000 people in here and maybe even a sellout. In fact, one of the things I'm going to be doing is checking with there. There's a rumor going around that it's sold out. I need to verify that with their SID, but at the very least, they're expecting 10,000. I think this will probably be, you know, to your point Matt about the Big 12 rising this year, this is the biggest regular season game that Baylor's had in some time, uh, maybe about a decade and I think it's going to be the most hostile, intense road environment that Baylor has played in in some time because Iowa State's coming in here thinking we can finally knock the big bully off the block and their fans are going to feel that way too and of course it's the, uh, the Bears job to go out there and with a new look and with a new way, continue their dominance.
1: Yeah, you're right. Talking to Derek Smith, who calls these uh, these Baylor women's games and then also uh, baseball, been a busy man because we've had stuff all weekend going on. Then you have a doubleheader. We'll get over to the baseball in a minute. Um, I, Derek, I would say what you've seen is over the past uh, month especially or even the past uh, two or three weeks, uh, Queen Egbo got on a run and I again, I don't know. I, you know, there are times, whether it's foul trouble or whatever reason, where she doesn't in this season have the impact. When she's on her game, and 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 has that energy, this is a different team. This becomes a true top five team in the country. Do you, from being around the team, do you have any sense for like when that that you know, uh, you know that that. that it got switched a little bit, and she kind of got things rolling. Was there a moment you kind of saw that happen this season?
13: You know, she had a uh, a rough couple of games at the start of Big 12 and then started putting together a couple of good ones in a row, and I think it coincided with the team beginning that first winning streak, the five-game winning streak, and she's been better since then. I mean, she as you said, she makes the difference. She's a little bit of an X factor uh, at times in the game. When she's really playing well, the team does. And I really think it's probably January. Uh, it really coincides, like you said, a lot with the team's run.
1: Yeah, I, I, she really. I mean, it, it, you're you're right. When she gets rolling, and then of course, Sarah has this way of. Energizing the team, you know they've got so many scores, and you never know exactly. Other than Nalissa, you know exactly what you're going to get from Nalissa, you know, game in, game out. I thought that was cool, Derek, to see her the other night. You know, on a on an interesting day. Did did you did you sense that the college game day and everything? Did the, did the women? You know, obviously we know why they were in town uh, for the men's game that night. But did did you sense like an obvious? Uh, Sort of bump. Just you know, as far as like, uh, and again, I I was uh, sadly I had to be at a funeral Saturday, so I wasn't in town. No. What what was it? What was it like? um, You know, kind of leading into the the women's game because that's a tough thing to do is try to keep Mm -hmm. a fans a fandom's momentum like all day. You can't like lock them in there. (laughs) I'm just kind of wondering how much you felt like the women kind of fed off. The whole college game day and the fan experience and everything that was going on the other day. You know, there was definitely a buzz. It was—I think there was a buzz because it was a big game. You know, the Kansas win was the one that really
13: started things in the right direction. Yeah. And they knew how good Kansas was and wanted to make sure that Kansas didn't get revenge. Then you throw in the fact that you have a that you have college game to here, as you said. Holly Rowe was around, you know, saying hi to people. You know, I think a lot of them did see the setup. Um, Coach Nicky was giving out pizza to the students. There was a buzz. And, you know, the the crowd that was there, it wasn't a sellout at the women's game, but the crowd that was there brought some of that energy as well. I think the crowd that was there maintained a level that was kind of befitting of a college game day kind of day for for the women. And, obviously, it was a tight game that they won. And so it's hard for me to put exactly a finger on it, but there was definitely a buzz.
1: Yeah, okay. You you kind of felt that and everything. It's just – it's always fun, and it's you know it's kind of nice when we still get excited for college game day. But I feel like between that and big noon kickoff and everything, it's they're becoming sort of regulars in Waco, and I think that's a really uh, cool thing that we've seen happen, Derek. I mean, since you've been all these years, we've spent around the campus. I mean, you know that was not a common <laughs> it thing. It
13: wasn't always that way. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> it was. It's, a, it's become. <laughs> More and more, uh, more and more common. It was fun seeing Alyssa uh, interviewed during the uh, men's game that night. Oh, that was really cool. Holly Rowe certainly brings her passion for the women's game. And I think that's a very uh, healthy and a cool thing that happens. Talking to Derek Smith, who does uh, uh, radio for the women, does radio for Baylor baseball, does a little bit of everything on the Baylor campus. Um, what about the baseball team, Derek? This um that's an interesting – I mean, that it's not how you want to start. I mean, get swept by Maryland, I mean, such a downer. They start to – you know, Houston Bavis, they get the win over them. They start to kind of turn the corner. And then, to I know they probably were getting greedy and wanted to sweep against Duke, but still a top um, – that's a top-20 type program. And, and to win two out of three, do you, do you feel like – you know, it, it was uh, did it, did it feel like everybody kind of calmed down and was reminded, hey, we've got some big time talent on this team. I do, I do,
13: and you know, it's funny, Coach Rod. You know, you talk to him; he does a really good job at, the, especially at the beginning of the year. I think in maintaining an even keel and and that environment that helps the guys focus on getting better as they try to get wins. And no one was happy with the 0-3 start and getting swept by Maryland. And, you know, and frankly, he was able to point out, you know, you look at what Maryland did that first weekend, it wasn't dominant, but they got hits with runners on. They didn't make errors. And they made Baylor basically earn everything they got. Baylor gave them uh, extra opportunities with errors. Uh, They allowed Maryland to get key hits with runners on. And so basically all you have to do is say, hey, we're more than capable of doing what Maryland did that first weekend. And that's what Baylor did against Duke. They did a nice job, um, you know, getting a clutch hit on the Friday game, playing in just rough conditions after a one nothing lead, and then they got the clutch hits late in the game to pull away, keep Duke at bay. Then they took advantage of Duke's walks on Sunday, put pressure on them all game long, and just about any time Duke gave them a free pass, they knocked the runner in and. So it was just good to see that this Baylor baseball team just the, you know, the little things that win baseball games. They're fully capable of it. They did it this weekend, and I think they're ready to build on that to become, you know, the kind of team we think they're capable of being this year, which is a, a, a tournament team.
1: You know, the thing that kind of, and I know you're like this too, because you kind of look at the the bigger picture, like like even Coach Rodriguez does. The, the pitching was not bad. I, I mean, did they make some mistakes and have some walks and all that? Yes, but the the you know, the pitching in that in that sweep, it's not like they just got obliterated. You know, we've seen series at the first of seasons, I'm trying to remember a few years ago, maybe it it's TCU, somebody early just put us through the buzzsaw and you're like, Oh, whoa, are we gonna be able to recover from this? And and, and it I, I think the pitching is solid enough and proven enough where that co- that doesn't leave a mark like it could with other programs. That's and true. the good news is Derek it's just like you got a million games to get that off. Now, the, the, the problem is, of course, I mean, this conference is, we say it every year, it's a good conference, okay? It is. But, but this is kind of like a different level even. I mean, I'm down here in Austin right now. They believe they've got one of the best teams maybe they've ever had. And, and Oklahoma's good. Oklahoma State's always good. I mean, you go right down the line, um, TCUs, we'll see what they do with their new coach. Um, This is about as deep a conference as you'll find.
13: Yeah, it is. And what's funny is, you know, you look these last couple of years, not only do you have great talent and great coaching, but because of the COVID year and because of the smaller draft in 2020, you've got a lot of teams that have a lot of guys that normally would have gone on to the next level by now still playing. And so you've got these teams with, I would say, power five talent with some of that mid-major consistency and ability to play together, and it makes it really tough, but it makes it a lot of fun, and it makes it that much better because just about every team has a lot of continuity.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think you're right, and and it's it's sort of like uh, you know how Gonzaga they finally got beat the other night. So it's maybe a bad time to use this example, but but some of these teams sometimes don't feel. I'm talking about Gonzaga men's basketball, don't feel battle tested. If you can survive this onslaught and get into the tournament, you know, get it, you know, get into the NCAA tournament, you can, uh, you can, you can make some things happen if you can survive this conference. The problem is, of course, you can be like fifth in the conference and be be really good, and uh, and and so they'll just have to keep rolling. Hey, listen, it was fun, Derek. I appreciate it. And uh, by the way, as you were. As you, we were talking, uh, Furch spotted me, uh, Doug Furch, uh, from yes. Office officer Baylor alumni, and did make his way out here. And he was wondering, I'm doing it on the tie Line app, so he was kind of wondering why I wouldn't put my phone down and say hello to him. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So yeah, no, I'm Doug.
13: Yeah. I had
1: to kind of give him the, the the high sign, like, hey, hey, can't do it, can't do it right now. But uh, <laughs> listen, y'all have a uh, have a great call tonight. We'll be listening 104.9, uh, and y'all will start up at 5.30, and uh, and then, of course, the men on ESPN Central Texas at 8. So another huge night. Uh, big night. kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, big night for both teams. Derek, I appreciate you taking the time to do it.
13: Hey, thank you, Matt. It's always great to visit with you. I appreciate having me
1: on. You bet. You bet. There he goes, Derek Smith, doing the uh, yeoman's work there in Ames, Iowa. Aaron, I was just kind of happy that uh, – you know, last few times we've had somebody that close to game time, we've had uh, we've had like a national anthem practice going on, and that always makes it a little bit awkward. But uh, that one worked out. Other than the fact that I am at a uh, a large uh, beer garden in, in Austin, so hopefully y'all can hear some of this good music in the background. But uh, we uh, we're having fun and we're getting ready for Baylor versus Texas as we say goodbye to the Frank Irwin Center. All of that coming up next. And next, we do have Campus Confidential. What does Aaron Sexton have in store for us? That's
5: next.
14: Baylor Women's Basketball, Monday.
5: Quick turnaround for the Baylor women headed to Ames, Iowa to take on Iowa State on Monday. 5.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 6 p.m. tip-off Monday for Baylor Women's Basketball on 104.9 FM.
14: Join Sophia Young Malcolm and the voice of Baylor women's basketball, Derek Smith,
8: Monday
5: on 104.9 FM.
8: The decisions made in our courtrooms have a lasting impact on all of us here in McLennan County. That's why the conservative leaders and organizations we trust are united in their support of Judge Ryan Luna. Judge Luna is endorsed by Texas Right to Life, Citizens for Pro-Life Action, Gun Owners of America, the Sheriff's Law Enforcement Association of McLennan County, several of the most conservative members of the Texas Legislature, and hundreds of grassroots conservative Republicans across the county. They, like you, know that the integrity of our courts depends on electing judges who will strictly interpret the law, hand down tough sentences, and never legislate from the bench. In the March 1st Republican primary, vote for a constitutional conservative for county court at law number three. Vote for Judge Ryan Luna. Early voting ends February 25th. To learn more, visit RyanLunaTX.com. Political ad paid for by the Judge Ryan Luna campaign in compliance with the voluntary limits of the Judicial Campaign Fairness Act.
9: Subscribe today at Baylorline.com slash KRZI.
3: A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well,
1: anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different
9: kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National
1: Bank. Member FDIC.
6: ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics.
11: America is at a crossroad, and Texans have answers. The Democratic Party defames law enforcement and defunds police, and that's created a nationwide crime crisis. Right now is the time to stand against the Biden-Pelosi tyrannical agenda. They're crushing the rule of law and the Second Amendment. Hello, I'm Congressman Pete Sessions, representing the 17th Congressional District of Texas. I will be on your ballot this March 1st as your conservative Republican congressman. I'm a lifetime member of the National Rifle Association and won their endorsement, along with the Texas State Rifle Association. With your help, the Republican Party will regain the majority in Congress and reclaim the rule of law. I'm Pete Sessions, and I approve this message. Political advertisement paid for by Pete Sessions for Congress.
12: Halmet Aerospace in Waco has been employing people in the Waco area for nearly 50 years. Now is the time to join their team with current openings in packaging, shipping, production, engineering, machining, quality, supply chain and sales offering excellent starting pay benefits from the day you start and advanced opportunities apply now at howmet.com slash waco careers howmet aerospace on imperial drive in waco apply today
6: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
12: I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. There's a quick turnaround for both the Baylor men and women, both back in action tonight after big wins on Saturday in the Farrell Center. The men are in Austin facing Texas. Tip is at 8 o'clock, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. And the women are in Iowa State for a share of the Big 12 Conference Championship, and you can hear that game on 104.9. Tip is at 6 o'clock. Dallas Mavericks get the win last night over Golden State 107-101. Luke Doncic led the way for the Mavs with 34 points. Baylor baseball split the doubleheader with number 23 Duke yesterday and win the series with the Blue Devils. UMHB basketball wins their conference tournament over the weekend. For the crew, it's the first conference title since 2010. The crew gets the automatic bid for the NCAA Division III tournament. Sports
6: Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley.
1: It is Matt Mosley and it is Campus Confidential. Just ran into some some Baylor Bears, one from Dallas and uh, one that uh, is about to move back to Waco as we come to you live from uh, Schultz's Beer Garden, a very famous place right on the edge of uh, the drum. Um, Irwin Center, it's shutting down tonight and we have to say goodbye to it. Uh-oh, lots of Longhorns starting to show up. I'm seeing a lot of burnt, burnt orange, very upsetting. Uh, but uh, we do have some bears on the scene and in fact the uh, but Office of Baylor Alumni has shown up on the scene. So that'll be, uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Okay, it is time to turn it over to Aaron Sexton. What do you have for Campus Confidential, sir?
2: The weekend that saw the top six in the Associated Press top 25 basketball poll lose and seven of the top nines. There was obviously a big shakeup, and that shakeup resulted in Baylor jumping seven spots from number 10 all the way up to number three. Gonzaga, despite losing to St. Mary's, remains number one. Arizona's number two, Baylor three, Duke four, and Auburn five. Kansas dropped only one spot with their loss to Baylor. To number six, Gonzaga received 46 first-place votes. Arizona, although the number two team received none, Baylor received four, and number four, Duke, received 11. Others in the poll, Texas is at, at 21, Houston 14, Texas Tech at 12. But Baylor all the way up to three after a crazy, crazy weekend, an unprecedented weekend in men's college basketball.
1: Yeah, I think that's uh, accurate, Aaron. To uh, I, it, that was that was unbelievable. I mean, one, two, three, four, five, as you said it, um, six. I mean, it, it's just I, I've never seen anything like it. Uh, I think um, any of the uh, ESPN, Elias, all the things that where they look all those kinds of records up. Um, you're absolutely right to say there'd never been a weekend like that, and that was all unfolding as the Baylor game was going, so we were kind of waiting to see what would happen there. And then of course right after the Baylor game, uh, Gonzaga uh, was playing St. Mary's and, and, and I, I finally, you know, I was kind of uh, uh, basking in the glow of that Baylor win and then I went over and, and, and started watching the Zags play St. Mary's. And St. Mary's was kind of hanging on for dear life in the second half, but I think that's, that just kind of shows you, I mean, they, Gonzaga never loses in that conference. I mean, they go, and maybe that'll actually help them. It's just not a very good conference. And they're a great team, great program, but they're not as good this year as they were last year. I mean, they miss Corey Kispert. They obviously miss Jalen Suggs. And you never know how good they are because of the teams they're playing. So, anyway, that was wild. And as you said, Baylor goes from 10 all the way to three. I think that speaks not only to all those teams losing, but the tremendous amount of respect that people now have for the Baylor program coming off the national title, and the, um, the Quadrant wins. That, Aaron, at some point, you and I are gonna really give a full explanation on what Quad one wins, like what all that means, but the fact that Baylor has 11 of them, that is more than anyone in the country and that's one of the reasons when we had Jesse Newell on last week from uh, uh, Who Covers the Jayhawks for Kansas City Star. Uh, that was kind of one of the reasons uh, that uh, he, you know, he that, that, was, that, was a, that was one of the reasons that he brought up as far as why he was voting Baylor ahead of Kansas, even though he covers Kansas. I always kind of admire people who cover a team, but they don't homer it up. And, and uh, I would put Jesse Newell who's been covering the Jayhawks for a long time, I would put him in that category.
2: Over on the women's side, South Carolina is still the unanimous number one, receiving all 30 first place votes. Baylor is number five, the top five, South Carolina, Stanford, North Carolina State, Louisville and Baylor, followed by LSU, who's up two spots to number six and UConn. Iowa State is eight and Texas is nine, so three big 12 teams in the top ten, deservedly so, uh, but and uh, OU is 19 in this week's poll. So Baylor's still number five in the women's poll as they get ready to take on number eight Iowa State this afternoon or this evening uh, in Ames. A 5:30 pregame and a six o'clock uh, tip-off just after six o'clock with uh, Derek Smith and Sophia Young Malcolm on our sister station, Star 104.9.
1: Well, I like it when you do that. You sound so official. Star 104.9. I mean, I feel like you ought to be pulling some shifts over at Star 104.9, you know, setting up some of that music over there. My gosh, Aaron. But uh, that's, that's interesting, uh, you know, that, that all that's going on. Bears stay at number five. And, uh, oh, will you look, Aaron, and I'm sorry if you only looked at the Big 12 teams. It's understandable if you did. But I'll buy you some time. Can you look at that women's Top twenty-five for I'd me right again. I, I oh, you do. Where is LSU on that? They were number eight, and I'm just wondering. They beat Tennessee yesterday. I'm wondering where they ended up.
2: They are number six, up two spots, right behind Baylor, and right ahead of UConn. wow, so, wow. Yeah, Baylor, uh, Baylor. is five. <laughs> LSU is. <yeah. laughs> it is
1: only it is only Mulkey could you know she's she reminded uh, Nikki. In a conversation they had at some recruiting thing, she said, I left you a top five program. <laughs> and she did it in a joking sort of way. I mean, I, I, people are like, oh, I can't believe she said that. No, she was she was being good-natured about it. But um, she certainly believes she did leave a tremendous top five type program with Nikki Collin and has continued... She, she definitely let Nikki know that. Um, and so I find it so interesting that a team that won Aaron, eight games last year, seven games. I mean, that was a bad, bad program, well, LSU. I mean, they they now are number six in the country. That's amazing to me.
2: And I'm not trying to take away what, what Kim has done with that program. But the year before they were better I and mean, they had won 20 games. They were going to make the tournament. But yeah, it's been it's been pretty incredible. Um, did you see over the weekend uh, any of the game between number four Louisville and now number twenty Notre Dame?
1: <laughs> just just because you texted me? Oh, did I send I just, you that? Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, because I think you just sent me a screenshot, uh, or or maybe one of my other buddies. I thought it no, was no, it you. was me. Yeah. Uh, uh, I yeah, I, I think. I think at the point you sent it to me that Louisville was up like 35-4. to to
2: to 45-4 with 5.28 (laughs) to go in the second quarter. Notre Dame, after the loss, dropped six spots to number 20. But, yeah, Louisville, just, I mean, I've never seen anything like that in a matchup between two top twenty five Maybe back in the day when there was less parity with the women and, and UConn was beating some top twenty-five teams, but I don't even think I ever saw anything that bad what even back then with ranked teams. Yeah. It, uh, what
1: was the final score?
2: I would have to look it up. I just have the screenshot of that forty-five. That's okay.
1: Uh, I'm I'm just curious, like if if how, did they have to pull the pull the dog, you know, kind of let them off the hook? You Know before the half, even 45 to 4 is such an embarrassing deal,
2: and it ended up being 86 64. So they cut it, they ended up losing. Oh my gosh, I've
1: got that down. I've got that down as one of the great comebacks in college basketball (laughs) history.
2: That's pretty, yeah. I mean, to Uh, lose by you say, Oh, they lost by 22. Well, yeah, but they were down by 40 at one 41. Excuse me,
1: you said. You said they fell to number 20. I would say they should have fallen out of the D, out of division 1.
2: I was surprised that they didn't drop farther. I was that that was my next point was that they dropped I think, six. I thought they would drop oh even farther goodness. because they had a bad bad day. I give them credit because they did come back and make make it not as bad, but also a lot of that is Louisville more than likely took their foot off the gas after you get up by 40 over oh, 40 absolutely. points. So, you know, you know uh, but Golly. they obviously, you know, kept playing, but it's just, that, just that wild. Lo-
1: that kind of loss will send you to confession, Aaron.
2: Pretty incredible score. So anyway, yeah, <laughs> I, like, bad... I
1: like it when you just ignore my jokes. But yeah, go do. ahead, Aaron. Just, what else do you have for us today?
2: <laughs> well, and at the risk of uh, repeating stories, it just stays in the news. Grambling State football head coach Hugh Jackson defended his hiring of new offensive coordinator and ex-Baylor head coach Art Briles today after the school received criticism for the move because of campus-wide sexual assault allegations that led to Briles firing in 2016. Uh Doug Williams came out against it, there were some other prominent names that came out against Ryle's hiring, Um, and and, uh, now there's, in this article on ESPN, people were looking into, because he brought up his foundation, the Hugh Jackson Foundation, dedicated to fighting all forms of sexual abuse and exploitation, um, as well as other forms of racial and social bias. People kind of went in and looked at the foundation and found... That only 2.5 percent of the money raised had went to grants and contributions. The other 97.5 percent had went to uh, salaries and other expenditures, which is very, very bad for a charity. So I mean,
8: yeah, you, 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 yeah,
2: you knew. Are the, you telling me Hugh's story.
1: not Hugh's not sending all his uh, all his charity? To the right people is is Hugh is, is Hugh seems to be uh, keeping some of that in the family. Is that is that what it almost suggests?
2: That is uh, that is uh, kind of what it says. It, uh, yeah, seventy five percent of the money went to the foundation's executive directors that only paid employee. and spent <laughs> another fifteen thousand on travel expenses. It paid four thousand and thirty eight dollars, roughly two and a half percent, two and a half yeah. percent in grants and contributions. I tell you what, I'm brushing
1: up my, I'm brushing up my resume to get it over to Hugh Jackson. I mean, it sounds like he'll just kind of let you keep all the, all the money that's raised. He'll just kind of give it to the executive director. I mean, an amazing, amazing deal. And you saw something like that coming because they're obviously going to dig in. People are upset. That Art's been hired. ESPN and their reporters uh, certainly jumped on it. Now. I I always it's interesting Baylor people sort of blame or credit whatever you want to call it ESPN for everything that happened with the program and you know and and I don't want to get into all that but I, I always want to remind folks it was Texas Monthly who wrote the initial article that lit that whole thing on fire it was not ESPN ESPN came in did a bunch of stuff and sort of they're good at you know, taking credit for things, and of course Baylor people are like ESPN hates us; they're trying to bring us down. It was Texas Monthly magazine, and again, I used to write for Texas Monthly. About that time, I, I don't, I don't think uh, Texas Monthly even thought it was about to bring the whole program down. They just had a big story on that Samuel Owatshku, and it ended up being a huge story. And uh, I just find it funny that now everybody, or maybe funny is not the word, but interesting that. Baylor's people, certain Baylor fans, think that ESPN just has it out for Baylor and all that. Although, we seem to enjoy when college game day shows up and, and all that. I mean, we don't really chase them off campus, do we? Uh, but, but I know, I know I understand, don't get mad at me. People think there are certain people at ESPN who are trying to take down Baylor. I never really think that's what he, that's what news organizations are up to. What I think sometimes happens is somebody else gets a big story and then espn thinks "Uh oh we should have had that so let's come back and even build on that and certainly espn did that to a certain extent and you know uh wrote books and all that kind of stuff based off the baylor scandal all right aaron are we uh do we need to get to it what are we uh yeah how are we doing do you have anything else great
2: friend for shelly coming up so we we need to get to the break and talk to him about tonight's big match, big Monday matchup between Baylor and Texas.
1: we I think we got. Okay, you're right, though. We got. Now we got friend. By the way, oh, I want everybody are, to be I'm ready for next, this. Yeah, yeah that, that's but, okay. Oh, more Baylor fans, more Baylor fans showing up on the scene here. I mean, big, big doings here at Schultz's Beer Garden, right down the uh, street from Irwin Center, where we're getting ready to say goodbye to the old Grand Dame, Um Irwin Center tonight okay we're having some fun and uh, just w- so as Aaron said we've got Fran for who's doing the game tonight for ESPN at 520 and then at 5 o'clock next we're gonna hear a little bit from Scott drew a little bit from Nikki Collin as we prepare you for two
15: huge games that's all next
6: your home for Baylor baseball is ESPN Central Texas
15: This is Sheriff Parnell McNamara, and I need your help making sure that Charlie Guerrero keeps working for us as Precinct 4 Constable. For the past 13 years, Charlie Guerrero has served honorably as a law enforcement officer under former Constable Stan Hickey. He's lived in the area for his entire life and knows many of you personally. Last year, the McLennan County Commissioner's Court recognized Charlie's hard work and excellence by appointing him as Stan's replacement. Charlie's done an excellent job as Constable working hard for the citizens of Precinct 4 and making sure that the important duties of Constable's office are discharged with honesty and integrity. Now in the Republican primary election for County Constable, we need to keep Charlie working hard for us. I'm urging you to get out and vote for Charlie Guerrero for Constable Precinct 4. I need a strong team to stand with me and law enforcement as we fight against crime and human trafficking in McLennan County, and Charlie is the man for the job. We must keep Charlie as our constable. Political ad paid for by Charlie Guerrero for Precinct 4 Constable.
6: keep up with baylor softball on espn central texas
12: city ranch boot company has a new location and they can't wait to see you choose your skin choose your design let them create that perfect pair of boots belt wallet or handbag with over 30 years of leather industry owner jay kelly and his team know their stuff design boots for the bride and groom or the entire wedding party put your company logo on boots as sales incentive or thank your employees Incorporate your ranch brand or the name of your ranch as a gift for your family. Bring them in for a lifelong memory. City Ranch Boot Company, custom designed, locally owned, family operated and Texas made. City Ranch Boot Company brings you a unique experience. Shop off the shelf or design yourself. City Ranch Boot Company, located at 10267 North River Crossing, just off Highway 6 and 185, next to the JoCo building. Call them at 254-855-7225. Find them on Facebook
5: and Instagram, too. Or visit their website, cityranchboot.com.
6: The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas.
7: How are you feeling today? More than an empty question, it's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need. Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension Providence, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety and our care. Ask about virtual visits. The ER at Ascension Providence Hospital is open 24-7. Get the care you need at GetProvidenceCare.com.
10: Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com.
15: Hello, I am Dennis Wilson, and I want your vote from March 1st for the Texas State Representative, District 13. After serving the people of Texas for 46 years in county government, it is time for me to serve you at the state level. As a Republican candidate, I will work full-time to protect and preserve our rural Christian way of life in Texas by supporting our public schools, advocating for mental health services, protecting our Second Amendment rights and the unborn, eliminating drug and human trafficking, and securing our borders. Together, we can make Texans safe and secure again. Political ads paid for by the Dennis Wilson Campaign
6: from the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. This is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas welcome back to the matt mosley show the presenting
0: sponsor of the matt mosley show is central national bank also sponsored by alan samuels dodge chrysler jeep ram ascension providence barnett contracting baylor line foundation Marineland boating center myatt fuels texas sports hall of fame schmoltz's sandwich shop the baylor club and ubo business services and now here's matt mosley
2: It's the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Coming up, we'll hear from Baylor coach Scott Drew after the big win over Kansas on Saturday night. We're having some connection difficulties with Matt. Yeah. I think we have him back. I didn't quite make it. Let's see. Not quite yet. We are still waiting. He is, uh, let's see. Matt, are you there? Matt, are you there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry. You're back from Just break. <laughs>
1: Aaron, good to have you. I appreciate you asking that. We are rolling again. We have uh, some Baylor people who have shown up out here at uh, at the beer garden at uh, Schultz. Schultz's or Schultz. It's a very famous place in Austin. And one of the reasons uh, I've always heard about this place, and I guess maybe years ago I dropped by here, but it's right kind of in the shadows of the Irwin Center, and tonight they are shutting down the Irwin Center. So some Baylor folks had shown up out here, and I was having a big conversation with them. Aaron, how much of my conversation did you hear uh, live on the air? Not too much? Oh, okay. <laughs> so what's funny is they're, they've set up shop uh, over here. I guess they're going to the game tonight, support the Bears. And, uh, and the Office of Baylor Alumni is having a function at this place. We did not even set this up together. But uh, President uh, Livingstone and the first gentleman are headed this way, um, and which is, does not sound very bad just to have our president dropping by Schultz's beer garden. But, uh, you know, they'll, they, uh, they have a nice little uh, banquet hall that I just kind of peeked in in the back. And so it'll be, uh, it'll be fun. But, yes, as, as we were coming back from break, I was, uh, I was visiting with uh, some, uh, some Baylor folks. The, the uh, University of Texas crowd is showing up in a big way as well. It's about 63 degrees um, as we get a little bit later into the afternoon. It's cooling off just a little bit, but they're expecting just gorgeous weather in Austin the rest of the week, which probably means in Waco we're going to have gorgeous weather as well since we're only an hour and a half away. But you never know with Texas. And, Aaron, it's a uh, – this is – and I've had my uh, – since this is a German beer garden situation, I did have a uh, – oh, a, a – uh, um, you know, the cabalsa type thing with the uh, sausage, the – and, and earlier had all the spicy mustard and put the chips with it, and we had a we had a pretty good uh, pretty good little uh, situation out here. They're serving burgers, everything. I think there'll be a live band later, but I'm now starting to see a ton of burnt orange show up on the scene. So it's going to be a it's going to be a lot of fun tonight. In fact, they've uh, they this thing's been sold out now for two or three weeks. And again, people are coming to say goodbye to the Irwin Center. Aaron said earlier today that um, he, Bratwurst is what I was trying to think of earlier. For some reason, I had a great Bratwurst. Um, Aaron was trying to think of uh, recently that, you know, what, what what it was that he saw at the University of Texas at the Irwin Center. And it was poison and warrant, I believe, it was kind of a combo type deal. Aaron, what was the other one you said?
2: Queen's, Queens, Rock and Queens... Suicidal Tendency.
1: Are are all this, like, metal or, or like, hair bands? Is that what we're talking about? No. uh,
2: um, Obviously, uh, Poison and Warrant are. Queensryche is kind of, I don't know, they were pretty mainstream rock. Um, A little, uh, maybe, considered a little artsy, but they were metal. And then Suicidal Tendencies was kind of uh, punk metal. And that's who I actually went to see because they were one of my favorite bands. But... Uh, Queen's right was put on a great show. It was a great concert.
1: Do you ever find yourself listening to that, even, even to this day, or have you like moved out of that genre altogether?
2: Um, I actually ha- kind of have. kind of, I kinda actually have uh, moved out. and I, I still have the songs. You know, I bought the songs, so I have them to listen to. But I have a. Playlist of about thirty songs that I rotate songs in and out of, and I rarely put any of the hair band or metal from the eighties in there. It's mainly nineties and two thousands uh, bands, and my and uh, recent stuff a little bit, not a ton.
1: You know, I I heard recently, and this would be a good Schmaltz's trivia question. In fact, I, gosh, I wish I could find this online because I heard somebody talking about it, it and because I remember being very interested in this. The, the trivia question was, who has done the most, who played the most concerts at the Irwin Center? And and for people just tuning in, they're getting ready to implode it, uh, and tonight's the last Texas basketball game, men's basketball game, and Baylor's in town, so I wanted to be down here for this, and so I'm doing the show just in the shadows of the building, I'm just like a couple of blocks away, we're having a fun time, some Baylor people have shown up, and um, Aaron, who would you guess? Like, just think about all the people who would have performed in Austin at the uh, at, at the drum or at the at the. And I think you would need to start obviously when this place opened. To me, this is a very 1970s type venue. I don't have it in front of me. I bet that I bet the Frank Irwin Center opened in like '68. They had they played in Gregory Gym before then. I bet if I had to guess, they, op- they, they opened this place in the early 70s because it feels very, very 70s to me, the way it looks and everything. Um, so I would imagine the first game, the first concert happened in like 1972 or 73. Now, of course, we can Google this and people can answer this question. But, Aaron, if you had to guess what, what band or what... What act, musician, would you guess had played the most concerts ever at uh, at the Frank Irwin Center?
2: I'm going to uh, go with ZZ Top.
1: Ooh, that's not bad. That's
2: about the right time period, that's and they've been bad. through Texas a lot, obviously.
1: I thought you might go with Stevie Ray.
9: He no, just because, just because because like of his untimely You think that's too dim- big a venue for? Well, for no, him. just because
2: yeah. he died, You know, he unfortunately died so young. Um, didn't have a chance to play there into the two thousands. Know.
1: Let me give you a hint. A hint okay. of What I think it's gonna. What I think it is. First name Neil. Which Neil do you think it is? Neil Diamond. Do you know the other Neil? Neil Young. It's one of those. So Neil Young. What I'm telling you is, I heard this trivia question, and it's either Neil Diamond or Neil Young, and so I'd have to, I'd have to double check. I would say that the top one, you know, and I thought maybe you too, maybe it was someone I wasn't thinking about. I was. Th- I even thought Willie. Yeah. I thought maybe Willie Nelson because he's the biggest iconic, although. He likes smaller venues. I don't think Willie would love, you know, play in this venue, play the Irwin Center over and over.
2: Well, and for I was going to I guess thought, somebody like the Stones, but they've moved up to you know the huge venues about 20 years ago. They only play yeah. stadiums now. So
1: I I thought of I thought of Bruce Springsteen as well uh, as a possibility. I mean, Austin's a great music town, so anybody. Anybody that's big has played here a lot. Um, all right, I don't know. I, I gotta, I, I gotta, I, I'll, I'll look. But, but, but one of the Neils. I uh, who do you think it would be between Neil Diamond and Neil Young? Would who would play s- the bigger venues? Would, Neil Diamond.
2: Uh, they both would probably, especially if you consider that when he was still touring with yeah. Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, also. So, I would probably guess. I, no, I, I'm sticking I think with Neil, Neil Diamond. Diamond yeah, I'm sticking with Neil Diamond.
1: Yeah, I think Neil Diamond is is the second of the most the most concerts here, and then I'll I'll try to look it up and and find out the first. Aaron, have I left enough time for us to play a Little Scott Drew here? Absolutely. Okay, good. Um, we we've got uh, Scott Drew, and and listen. I, I, that was an unbelievable game the other night. Uh, I, that, for all the world, that game looked like Kansas was going to come into our house, the Feral, and, and embarrass us. And it looked bad early. It was 16-4, and it was looking a lot like it looked like in that game uh, in Fog Allen, where they just blew out Baylor. I think they won that game like 81-59 or 81-58. It looked embarrassing. And then I will just say this, Flo Thomba held the line, held the fort, whatever you want to say. Flo Thomba played his rear off. It had 12 points in the first half. That guy, for years, 12 points would be like a career high. Well, he ends up with like 18 or 19 in that game. And But it was Flo Thomba who fought and fought and fought. And they were down 12-3 in rebounding early. They were early, early in that game, they were getting their rears worked. And they ended up winning the rebounding battle 40-38. to 38. I wanted to let you hear, in case some of you guys did get to hear it after the game, this is Scott Drew immediately after the game. And in, in, in what turned out to be, I think, one of the one of the bigger games in Farrell Center history. Actually, Not now, only because of the unbelievable... Oh, go ahead. Hate
2: with the buildup, but now, now that I think about it, um, we've got the sports beat next and want to get to Fran for Sheila on time, <laughs> we better go ahead and take the break. Oh, get, I, I play, you're saying. And then play Coach Drew in the segment half. Oh, I see what that. you're
1: saying. Yeah, usually we have a little more latitude. Right. We, we do have Fran. The only thing I'm worried about with Fran, well, let's just keep it. I think it's a good idea, uh, even though I had given it such a beautiful uh, buildup. You did. Up. You built it up
2: so much, I even hated to say it. But yeah, I, know, can,
1: I know, I know. But but the truth of the matter is, um, uh, Fran is in town doing this game. This is a huge game, and he has been kind enough to join us. And I think you're exactly right. Now the one thing we need to, to do, Aaron, I did not give Fran my usual 20 minute heads up. So if we uh, if Fran doesn't answer, we we'll have the uh, the Scott Drew as backup. I'll I'll just say this to end our Baylor Kansas talk for now, and we'll talk more with uh, Fran Freshilla who's, uh, you know, the, the great Big 12 analyst for ESPN. I absolutely um, – I, I, there were some performances in that game the other night that were kind of unheralded. Matt Meyer has not been as great as you thought he might have been this year. He just hasn't. And it, it's it's been an up-and-down year. Meyer was so great in that game. He, he had – Like 11 rebounds, maybe 10 points. But the rebounds were huge. The rebounds were timely. Uh, Del Bonner made a couple plays in that game. Flagler, here's what Flagler's become for Baylor. I know Agbaje should win the Big 12 Player of the Year. He's great. He had like 27 points in that game. The guy's great. What the coaching staff did the other night, though, the guy I haven't mentioned, they put Jeremy Sohan in a one-on-one situation against David McCormick from Kansas. And in Kansas had no recourse. Like what they should have done is put either Brown or somebody, you know, somebody that had decent size but not maybe as big as Sohan, they should have switched earlier. They tried to go with McCormick and Sohan made them pay. And and, and Jeremy Sohan was unbelievable in that game. Baylor won that game for a lot of reasons. Flo, uh, Meyer, Akinjo had that huge play late, but Sohan outclassed them. And and the the coaching staff outfoxed them. So I thought all those things were big reasons Baylor won that game. All right, as we said, we've got Fran Fraschilla waiting in the wings. The Big
6: 12's decorated analyst joins us next. This is, this is ESPN Central Texas.
14: This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi
5: everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Monday Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, an extraordinarily busy weekend in Baylor Athletics. We'll wrap it up for you. Including men's and women's basketball with wins on Saturday and both back in action tonight. The JO straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat.
7: Parenting is full of surprises.
15: You never know what to expect.
7: So after our son was born, I called my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent to set up a life insurance policy in case something happened to me.
15: Sawyer is now two.
7: And we'll soon have a sister. There's no one else I would trust with protecting my family.
15: Visit Texas Farm
14: Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com for an agent you can trust with life's most important decisions. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation.
5: Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram, and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by, let's be friends.
14: Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris.
5: And welcome back. What a big day in the Farrell Center on Saturday that began with ESPN's College Game Day live from Waco. Then the Baylor women, number five in the nation, knocked off Kansas 85-77 the final. The Baylor women now play this evening against ninth-ranked Iowa State in Ames. 6 p.m. tip-off tonight with first place in the Big 12 Conference on the line. Later on Saturday, the 10th ranked Baylor men knocked off number five Kansas 80 to 70, the final score. It was an all time Farrell Center and Baylor record crowd on Saturday for the whiteout. After the game, Bears head coach Scott Drew.
15: Well, I'll, I'll start out by saying, uh,
16: uh the fans had a big impact in today's game. We started out slow. they kept us uh, uh, energized and motivated throughout and to set a record 10 six two eight. Uh, On College Game Day, it's a great tribute to them, and I'm glad uh, we were able to get a win uh, uh, for them and their efforts. Um, At the same time, uh, uh, I said this at Media Day, this is one of those uh, uh, years, like the last couple years, uh, the goal is to have two or three Final Four teams from the Big 12, and I know our team looked a little bit different at the beginning of the year than we do now, but don't count these guys out. They persevere. Good Wards blessed them with a lot of talent. And uh, they take their craft serious. They take uh, uh, their school serious. And uh, this was a great Big 12 game. And uh, glad that College Game Day got to come here.
5: Scott Drew and the Bears back in action tonight in Austin as the Bears take on the Texas Longhorns tonight at 8 p.m. The broadcast beginning at 7.30 here on ESPN Central Texas. Also from the weekend, a Kara Nugent won a Big 12 indoor title in the 60 meters. Howard Fields, the third in the men's 400, and the women's 4 x 400 meter relay team won gold at the Big 12 indoors. Softball goes 2 and 2 at a tournament in Palm Springs, California. Baseball takes two of three from 23rd ranked Duke at Baylor Ballpark, and top-ranked acrobatics and tumbling knocks off number three Oregon Sunday in the Farrell Center. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Talk to you tonight from Austin and have
6: more tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Baylor Sports Beat, weekdays at 7 55 a.m. and 5 25 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. This is a
3: Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. An upper level system will give us partly cloudy skies this evening with increasing clouds overnight and lows dropping to 33 degrees. Tomorrow, look for a mix of sun and clouds. Again, that means more clouds than sunshine. Highs top out at 71 and mostly sunny. Warm on Wednesday with a high of 75. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather.
8: The decisions made in our courtrooms have a lasting impact on all of us here in McLennan County. That's why the conservative leaders and organizations we trust are united in their support of Judge Ryan Luna. Judge Luna is endorsed by Texas Right to Life, Citizens for Pro-Life Action, Gun Owners of America, the Sheriff's Law Enforcement Association of McLennan County, several of the most conservative members of the Texas legislature, and hundreds of grassroots conservative Republicans across the county. They, like you, know that the integrity of our courts depends on electing judges who will strictly interpret the law, hand down tough sentences, and never legislate from the bench. In the March 1st Republican primary, vote for a constitutional conservative for county court at law number three. Vote for Judge Ryan Luna. Early voting ends February 25th. To learn more, visit RyanLunaTX.com. Political ad paid for by the Judge Ryan Luna campaign in compliance with the voluntary limits of the Judicial Campaign Fairness Act.
6: ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM.
4: 54th District Judge Susan Kelly here. Over a year ago, I survived a rigorous application process in which I competed against other serious, qualified candidates. After a thorough vetting, Governor Greg Abbott appointed me to the 54th and now endorses me because I apply the rule of law and deliver justice for all. A conservative Republican, I have managed and moved the docket this past year ensuring that every accused receives justice and if convicted, receives swift and proper punishment. Early voting has started. Please vote and keep Judge Kelly. Political ad paid for by Susan Kelly from a Clinton County judge campaign we <laughs> ESPN
6: Radio Sports Center.
12: I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. There's a quick turnaround for both the Baylor men and women both back in action tonight after big wins on Saturday in the Farrell Center. The men are in Austin facing Texas. Tip is at 8 o'clock and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. And the women are in Iowa State for a share of the Big 12 Conference Championship and you can hear that game on 104.9. Tip is at 6 o'clock. Dallas Mavericks get the win last night over Golden State 107-101. Luka Donovich led the way for the Mavs with 34 points. Baylor Baseball split the doubleheader with number 23, Duke, yesterday and win the series with the Blue Devils. UMHB Basketball wins their conference tournament over the weekend. For the crew, it's the first conference title since 2010. The crew gets the automatic bid for the NCAA Division III tournament.
6: Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
5: Sohan the rebound for Baylor. Sohan to Brown. Back to Sohan for the dunk. How about the two freshmen combining for the dunk?
1: It is uh, Matt Mosley's show coming to you live from Austin. Out at uh, all of Schultz's uh, beer garden. Right down the street from the Irwin Center. Fran Fraschilla joining us as he prepares. What big Monday. What a huge night. We got a fire going down here. Fran, I I could use you down here, man. I am surrounded by Longhorns in enemy territory. Only a few Bears on the scene. This is going to be uh, this going to be quite a night to shut down the Irwin Center. Thank you for being with us.
16: Yeah. yeah now listen. Now you know I'm I'm a neutral observer tonight. I mean, I you'd have you have to fight your own battles in the Big 12 because I am Mr. Big 12, which means <laughs> I've got 10 teams to cover. Mo's. I can't be worried about the Baylor Bears as much as I. Like you.
1: <laughs> well, oh, man! I, I mean, can't I can't you find
13: just, your
16: own friend, with Those longhorns.
1: <laughs> no, no. I, I've always needed your help. You don't always okay. wade into these uh, things I get myself into uh, for yeah. good reason. I, uh, I, I, I did see the uh, the president of Baylor and the first gentleman. Made their way yeah. into Schultz's beer garden. I think things are changing at Baylor a little bit when our when the president uh, of the university is showing up at one of these places. Uh, they, Fran, I don't not, know whether to be excited or disappointed. I, I just, uh, this is the crux of being a Baptist. You have one of those non non
16: alcoholic
1: uh,
16: uh, brewskis, but uh, that's that's great. <laughs> that's great for her. And uh, by the way, I have two very special guests with me tonight. I have the great Brad Sham has come down on a busman's holiday and is hanging out with uh, with uh, the ESPN guys. Uh, and also, Vern Lundquist and his lovely wife will right, the game tonight. How about that? Vern lives in Austin. So there will be a lot of luminaries in that building tonight. Not only do we have a great game, uh, needless to say, yeah. know, we'll talk about it, but uh, a lot of history in that building. You know a lot of John Denver concerts back in the day, and some <laughs> great games. I uh, AC Law, Kevin Durant. You remember that double overtime? Uh, great game, and uh, we're gonna have fun. Oh, we man. really are. At two teams playing well, two teams who you know constructed differently, than those, but uh, both teams are you know moving quickly towards the NCAA tournament.
1: Yeah, I think you're right, and both teams uh, starting to kind of get things together at the right time. Yep. You made me think back, mentioning some of those battles. I think Ron Franklin probably would have been on the call for an A.C. Law-type situation against K.D., and uh, I I think that's even before we all called him K.D. Um, And and, and even some of this, uh, man, thinking back to some of the history, like you said, this building, the concerts, everything that's with it, I think there's a lot... Um, there's a lot going on. But, I mean, you know, on top of all this excitement and interesting uh, sort of uh, just thinking about the past, there's a big-time basketball game, uh, Fran, yeah. as you well know. And and this is – I mean, Baylor, I, I guess in, in my mind, and, you know, I don't do this often, I, I kind of said, yeah. well, Kansas is going to win this thing. It's kind of – you know, this it's there. They've had an unbelievable season. Akbaji's like great. And then the Bears did what they did Saturday – um, and suddenly, the the back door is a little bit open on a on a, yeah. on a possible like co championship or championship. I mean, and, and then, of course Texas is kind of they've played great at home as of late. Had a big road win the other night. This, this is, friend. Um, turn, this this could turn out to be a tremendous game. Although both of these teams are going to be a little ragged, I think, on the turnaround from emotional yeah. win Saturday.
16: Yeah, it could be uh, that you know. Bill Self is 35 and 0 at home on Big Monday. Uh, Chris Beard and Scott Drew would love to have that record for sure. But the beauty of a game like this, Moes, is that both of these teams are going to be off until Saturday. You know, there's something about Big Monday which ends up affecting you positively. Obviously, if you win a game like this and you you know you can catch your breath until Saturday, get some guys rested. You know, God knows that Baylor can use some guys getting some rest so I think I think that won't be a big factor tonight I I think we're going to have a knockdown drag out regardless and it should be a lot of fun I was really impressed with Baylor's uh, mental toughness and fortitude on Saturday night the way they battled back after trailing it looked like a reprise of uh, the first meeting with Kansas and Allen Fieldhouse and you know the Bears put a stop to that and then I was in I was in Morgantown on Saturday and uh, you know Texas had every reason to lose that game West Virginia is the best tenth place team in America. I can guarantee you that, <laughs> and and, uh, and I mean that sincerely. I mean they can they could win a game in the NCAA tournament. They really could. But um, you know, so it was a good win for Texas, and now we got a home game for the Horns and all the you know the history. But more importantly, like you said, forty minutes on the court is going to be a blast tonight.
1: Friend, uh, you had Jeremy Sohan on your podcast recently. I love that international podcast uh, that you do. You've had uh, uh, Chamo Chachua on in the past, and and, uh, that was really fun. I remember that about a year or so ago uh, that you did that. But Sohan, you and I have talked about this. We sort of knew if Kendall uh, Brown and Jeremy Sohan somehow kind of the light bulb came on, and, yeah. and you've been sort of asking, hey, Kendall may need to be a little more aggressive, Sohan. But but this isn't totally new for Jeremy, what, what happened the other night. Jeremy's been doing it for about three weeks. Sohan's yeah. been kind of taking more and more on. And, friend, I, I, you know better than anybody, this is a mature, international-type guy. But yeah. have you seen – I mean, the other night, to me, that was a yeah. big moment for this guy – They basically said, okay, Jeremy, we need you to lead us to a win, and he went out and did it. And I I thought that – I think something like that could be pretty huge for him moving forward.
16: Yeah, well, there's a a couple of things to unpack here. First of all, he's he's an unbelievable kid, you know. They're both – both freshmen are great kids. Kendall's a little more reserved, uh, a little, I guess, shy would be the word. And Jeremy is just – you know, has a perpetual smile on his face. So I've enjoyed, like, every year getting to know these two guys. I don't think they're going to be around long, Moe's. And Jeremy is certainly building a nice resume here. It's unfortunate that Scott Drew has had so much success that this this can happen at times. But let's talk about the here and now. Uh, Domba, Meyer, Sohan, and Brown. When the When the injury happened to Everyday John, my first reaction is, they're going to miss his spirit. There is no question that they're going to miss his spirit and obviously his energy. But I did think, based on the fact that none of those guys were really playing you know, heavy minutes, that they could pick up the slack. The four of those guys are averaging 42 points and 26 rebounds between them since the injury against Texas when John went out. So I'm not surprised at any of them. Uh, I'm not surprised that Jeremy, to your point, he's played a lot of international basketball, even though he's a young man. By the way, here's what's crazy about both both freshmen. Um, They don't turn 19 until next May, both of them. We're used to 19-year-old and 20-year-old freshmen in college with school and everything. So I give give them both credit. They're both coming into their own. Jeremy, none none of this is a surprise to me. I've watched them since September. But it's nice to see that all four of those guys – including Matthew Meyer with 12 huge rebounds Saturday night. Uh, and obviously the way flow's improving, none of this is a surprise. And it's a good sign for Scott Drew. Really the only thing left is for LJ Cryer to get healthy, and nobody knows when that's going to happen.
1: Yeah, I, I, you're right. And in, in, in at some point, I like how you do this because there's sometimes announcers work off old talking points. And they're like, oh, yeah. they're hurt, they're injured, or whatever. And and, and and it's like, listen, we those of us that follow this thing closely know that Cryer yeah. has played one game. I mean, they, they, they were kind of yeah. on down the road. If they get him back, it's kind of like they yeah. got Remy back the other night for Kansas. And it was nice. I'm sure Kansas people were like, yeah.
16: whoa, this kid could help except, us. Except, def- except defensively. Except defensively. he was uh, Correct.
1: Yeah, They picked on but, him, but, but I get it. But I get it, yeah. You, you sort of move on and realize, well, right. we're probably going to need to get it done without him. And I think you've even hinted, at some point, do you shut him down? You know, you can't just go from game to game going, oh, maybe they'll get him, maybe they'll get him. I mean, at some point yeah. you're like, we haven't had him in forever. This is who we right. are. And so I, I, I find this team but, – but, boy, to your point about big flow and talking to Fran Fraschella from ESPN, getting ready to call this game tonight for ESPN, isn't that an amazing story? Where, in in my mind, and you may have had a different thought on this, but but his bigot, you know, his ceiling was just a guy that would take up space, you know, maybe play some pretty good defense, just did not, was not going to give you much on offense. But to your point, he suddenly seizes this opportunity, and it's almost a little bit, I know it's different, but, you know, Gillespie a few years ago. You you lose yes. uh, you lose the big man you know you you lose Tristan Clark, and and suddenly yep. Gillespie kind of comes into his own. I think we're seeing a little bit of that with Flo.
16: There's no question. And first of all, let's let's analyze it from thirty thousand feet. Few people in a country do a better job of developing players than Baylor. That's 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 a given. I mean that's not um, that's not blowing smoke. It's just we go back through the years and you see how all these guys get better. So. It's great that Flo took on an opportunity uh, because of the misfortune and has turned it into where if this was the beginning of the year, he'd be playing himself into like honorable mention or maybe even second or third team All-Big big 12. That's how good he's playing. And he may very well be honorable mention. We don't know. I also think he ought to think about coming back next year because um, I think he would he would become one of the best big guys in this league and, you know, himself on the map nationally having said that the the progress of all four of those guys is not a surprise i think this team is very capable of getting to a sweet 16 maybe an elite eight i just don't know if they can go the distance without lj crier but that's can't, can't that's neither here nor there right now mose they are who they are and they're pretty damn good
1: yeah, I think that's right. And, um, and, and we found out the other night, we, we sometimes wonder year to year if Gonzaga is a superpower. And they're still great. Yeah. I mean, it's an unbelievable yeah. program. But, you know, there's flaws. They Like anybody. Yes. I mean, they got beat the other night. And it can happen to sure. anybody. But um, and, and quite honestly, Fran, you're always kind of good at the perspective of going, you know what? That loss might help them, whatever. Well, as right. Baylor fans, of course, we don't hear that always and go, when we're getting beat 81-59 or whatever at Kansas, and you say something yeah. like that, we're kind of like, uh, doesn't feel like it, Fran. But obviously yeah. the fact that you like these coaches, but you're not quite as close to it as we are, you sort yeah. of understand those things. And like Gonzaga finally losing a conference game probably wouldn't be yeah. the end of the world for them. Yeah, and by the
16: way, i lived it. See, I've lived this. I mean, I know it's been a while since I coached, but I still have the coaching mentality. And so when you, get, when you get your butt whipped, which happens, you then have, you know, it's easy to win 26 in a row or 18 in a row, whatever, you know, like, like this, some of the streaks that Scott Drew's had. But nobody's better equipped to handle adversity than Scott Drew based on the first, you know, 10 years. So, but coaching is, we, we talked about it today. The number one job description of a college basketball coach, especially after February 1st, is crisis management coordinator. It's not recruiting. It's not X and O's. It's how do you handle adversity. And that's what these guys get paid for, you know. And everybody has their own adversity this time of year. Mark Few now has to settle his team down after the loss. They will. But injuries, tough losses, losing streaks, it all adds up. And how you handle adversity is a measure of what kind of team you have, what kind of character they have. And, uh, you know, Scott Drew's done it pretty well over time. I I remember, you remember about seven or eight years ago, I think they lost like six out of seven in the league. And uh, they ended up, it was the year I think they beat, they crushed Creighton in the NCAA tournament. And I remember talking to him during the losing streak, and I said, if I told you 12 years ago that in 12 years you're going to have been to two elite eights, Five NCAA's and oh, by the way, you got a six-game losing streak in year thirteen. Would you buy? Would you handle? Would you buy that? He'd say, "I take it every day of the week." I said, "You got a six-game losing streak. Deal with it." <laughs> and that's how it is. Crisis management coordinator.
1: Yeah, and you're right. I mean, there have been some of those. I, I think back to that one team where we, we, you and I. I mean, you kind of see things sometimes because your coaching background, international background. Yep. You see things sometimes that we don't. Other people don't see. And, like, that Maston kid who just wasn't a high energy, didn't DJ. seem like he's going to be a great player, that one year he helped him in a huge way. Yeah. You know, he he got it going, and he had some kind of yeah. old man's game. And then but to your point that Creighton, sort of, you get me all excited thinking about those yeah. old games. I mean, yeah. they ran him off the court. I think that was in San Antonio. I mean, they just absolutely yeah. annihilated a good McDermott team. Was that uh, yeah, was that, that McBuckets yeah. on that team? Was that Doug? I think so, and I think that yeah. was the
16: year. If you remember, they lost like seven out of eight uh, in Big Twelve, and it looked yeah. dismal. And and you know, the, see what I love about my job is, and I don't mind this at all. The national media is picking up on Jeremy Sohan. Well, we were talking about Jeremy back in December and January, and so I always love being a little head. Of, I don't I don't say this with any. You know cockiness, but I, I love the game. I know these programs so much and oftentimes I see a buddy healed as a sophomore and say he's going to be great or Javon Carter or, you know, uh, it was, I, I think I said last year, Dayon Mitchell could end up being a lottery kid. This was early January. They had a game against Oklahoma last year at home. He was easily the best player on the floor. So what Jeremy and Kendall are doing are not a surprise. I'm a little surprised by Flo more power to him and then Matthew is just he's a he's a thermometer man he's you know who knows when he's going to be ultra hot or sometimes cold but you know I love what he did the other night he he got traffic rebounds in that game and that that bodes well.
1: Yep, yep. He kind of like, I like how he pulls it down. He'll go up there at its highest point, yeah. rip it down. Yeah. I know you like that, too. And, and, and yeah. it's hard to go through him when he does things like that. All right, Fran, well, you've got me fired up. we got a fire pit going over here at, at Schultz. <laughs> I know you got to have be focused. Tell Brad, yeah. tell Vern, oh, my gosh, you're talking about Dallas luminaries. Now, Brad, by the way, Brad Sham condones me. Uh, we've had a long friendship, but now he adores my pastor. Who is uh uh who is stepping down after 33 years? But uh, oh, uh, ask him about George Mason, my pastor, my Baptist pastor is I is uh, one of Brad's best friends in the world, and uh, and then I'm buddies with Rabbi Stern, his rabbi, and uh, oh, but uh, man, but but Brad just man. puts up with me because you can imagine, Brad, uh, I'm not easy to deal with, uh but 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 I I still love Brad anyway, and we uh but that's a great group you have with you. Uh,
16: you know, Brad, Brad, uh, Brad, well. Loved- he loves my better half more than me. He's known the former Meg O'Connell, former Southwest Conference, uh, you know, uh, media relations assistant to the great Bo Carter, uh, Meg O'Connell, now for Shilla. He and Chuck Cooperstein go back even further than they do with me. So Brad is one of a kind. And when he told me he was on the phone with Vern and that we were going to get tickets and Vern Lundquist is going to be at the game tonight, we're all excited about that and, uh. Hey, listen. I'm glad you tracked me down, Mo's. I'm a moving target for you during the season, so you got me in a hotel room, and I'm glad I could be on with with you for a little while.
1: Yep, it was fun, Fran. I always appreciate it. I'll I'll give you at least like a uh, a month off without calling you, okay? <laughs>
16: well, when I get to because 'cause we're now in Colorado
1: Springs, uh, I'll meet you at Tucanos. Okay. Oh, Tucanos. I can I can tupi taste tacos. it now. All right, Fran. Have a great call tonight. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, man. Have fun. Okay, you bet. There he goes, uh, Fran Frischilla, uh ESPN. Uh, their top analyst on the Big 12 knows it better than anybody. Sometimes they put other people on it, and uh, and we suffer because uh, Fran knows it better than anybody. We appreciate Fran being on with us. All right, um, we got Campus Confidential. Excuse me, we've we've got the dismount. Thanks, Aaron. We got the dismount coming up next. We got to say good night
6: from Schultz's as we get ready for Baylor versus Texas. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at cintexsportsfan.com
15: this is sheriff parnell mcnamara and i need your help making sure that charlie guerrero keeps working for us as precinct Four constable for the past 13 years charlie guerrero has served honorably as a law enforcement officer under former constable stan hickey he's lived in the area for his entire life and knows many of you personally last year the McLennan county commissioner's court recognized charlie's hard work and excellence by appointing him as stan's replacement Charlie's done an excellent job as Constable, working hard for the citizens of Precinct 4 and making sure that the important duties of Constable's office are discharged with honesty and integrity. Now in the Republican primary election for County Constable, We need to keep Charlie working hard for us. I'm urging you to get out and vote for Charlie Guerrero for Constable Precinct 4. I need a strong team to stand with me and law enforcement as we fight against crime and human trafficking in McLennan County, and Charlie is the man for the job. We must keep Charlie as our constable. Political ad paid for by Charlie Guerrero for Precinct 4 Constable.
6: women's basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Saturday and Sunday, March 19th and 20th. Be the first to see
14: and own the all-new-to-market Twisted Creek Ranch at the Sneak Preview Land Sale. Get 10 acres for only $99.9 or a new 1,200-square-foot barn-dominium shell and 10 acres for just $159.9 with a prime centralized location between Fort Worth and Austin, This relaxing country retreat is close to everything. Live within minutes of the charming towns of Hamilton and Comanche and be near Premier Water Recreation on Proctor Lake. Don't wait to own 10 beautiful acres in the country for only $99.9 or a new 1,200-square-foot barn-dominium shell and 10 acres for just $159.9. Excellent land financing is available, so call now, 877-333-9413 or visit twistedcreektx.com. Prices for a 1,200-square-foot barn shell and 30-foot-by-10-foot covered porch constructed with concrete pad on a 10-acre parcel at Twisted Creek Ranch. Depending on location and setting, additional concrete costs may apply. Special barn price available to Lone Star customers only. An equal housing opportunity.
1: Why do liberals hate Josh Teton's? Is it because Josh Teton's is the most conservative candidate in the race for district attorney? Maybe it's because Josh Teton's has the unanimous support of law enforcement organizations in McLennan County, including endorsements from Sheriff Parnell McNamara, the Waco Police Association, and the Sheriff's Law Enforcement Association of McLennan County. It could be because Josh Teton's is the only candidate for district attorney who has pledged to fight the radical left's effort to defund the police and turn our streets into a war zone. Or maybe it's because Josh stands strong for election integrity and prosecuting election fraud in our county. So why do liberals hate Josh Tetons? Because he's a strong conservative Republican. In the Republican primary, send a message that we support law and order conservatives
5: here in McLennan County. Vote for Josh Tetons for district attorney. I'm Josh Tietons, the conservative Republican candidate for McLennan County District Attorney. And I approve this message
6: because it's time we had a district attorney who supports law enforcement in our county. Game time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
0: Tickets and sponsorships are now available for the 2022 Texas Sports Hall of Fame induction banquet presented by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. The class of 2022 includes Bob Beeman, Chris Bosch, Robert Griffin III, Tony Parker, Carly Patterson, Mike Renfro, Susie Snyder Effers, and Stacy Sakura. Meet this year's inductee class on Saturday, March 12th in the base at ExtraCo Event Center in Waco. To purchase tickets, please visit tshof.org or call 254 756
11: 1633. Our nation is in crisis and Texans have answers. Hello, I'm Congressman Pete Sessions. As federal officials, we take an oath of office to support and defend the Constitution and the laws of this country against enemies, foreign and domestic yet not following the laws of the country is exactly what the Biden administration and Nancy Pelosi have chosen. Democrats do have an agenda, and that is to change America as we know it today. So my goal in Congress is two things. Number one, win back the majority in Congress and build the wall to protect America. I'm Pete Sessions. Let's do just that. Let's build the wall now and save America. Political advertisement paid for by Pete Sessions for Congress.
6: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
12: I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. There's a quick turnaround for both the Baylor men and women, both back in action tonight after big wins on Saturday in the Farrell Center. The men are in Austin facing Texas. Tip is at 8 o'clock, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. And the women are in Iowa State for a share of the Big 12 Conference Championship, and you can hear that game on 104.9. Tip is at 6 o'clock. Dallas Mavericks get the win last night over Golden State 107-101. Luka Doncic led the way for the Mavs with 34 points. Baylor baseball split the doubleheader with number 23 Duke yesterday and win the series with the Blue Devils. UMHB basketball wins their conference tournament over the weekend for the crew it's the first conference title since 2010. The crew gets the automatic bid for the NCAA Division III tournament.
6: Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the dismount.
1: We got to say goodnight to you. And uh, I will make my way just right up the road here to... um, In fact, I've got a good parking spot. I kind of hate to give it up, but I think I've got a parking pass waiting on me. We will be... uh, I'll be watching Baylor in Texas as this is the final game for Texas men's basketball ever at the Irwin Center. Now... You say, well, what has Texas done in basketball? That's a fair question. But uh, they had KD, obviously. They uh, they had DJ Augustine. They had TJ Ford. They've had some great ones here. And if you go way back, of course, they had uh, uh, LaSalle Thompson, Ron Baxter. I mean, those guys in the late 70s, early 80s were doing some some great things. And then Pinders had this thing rolling with uh, BMW. Uh, uh, Lance Blanks, Travis Mays, Joey Wright, so he has BMW. Aaron, we've got some some face paint showing up here now. We've got some burnt orange and white face paint as they've arrived here at Schultz's Beer Garden. Uh Uh-oh, what are these Baylor people carrying around? I'm a little worried, Aaron, I'm seeing them (laughs) with some, some drinks that do not seem like iced tea. The Baylor folks have uh, shown up. The Office of Baylor Alumni is on the scene. We saw Doug Furch and his crew. And uh, that was fun the other night, by the way, to see the uh, Baylor Line Foundation with the president there. Uh, it, It was just so cool. It was so great for the Baylor family. Those who know, know what I'm saying. Okay, everybody have a great evening. And tomorrow we'll have a full report on what happened between Lady Bears and the Baylor men, all of them playing tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you.
6: This is the Spectrum Big 12 Shootaround. A daily look inside Big 12 Conference Basketball. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Hi, everybody. It's
5: time for a check of Big 12 Basketball on today's Spectrum Big 12 Shootaround. Coming up, it is a big night in college basketball, especially for Baylor. The men and the women both featured on ESPN this evening. Details straight ahead on today's Spectrum Big 12 Shootaround. Hey folks, John Morris for the Brunerado family. If you're thinking about a Chevrolet, Chrysler, Buick, Dodge, GMC.